We got you stuck off the realness The most infamous, you heard of us Official podcast murderers The show comes equipped with few points to share Grown man ideas for all those who care And wanna grow, so go ahead and download Every single week with a brand new episode You're not alone in this world, cousin So we share information and honest discussion And keep repping the culture like we supposed to They spread gossip, but they never come closer I can hear it inside their tone They talk about the industry, but never left their home You get laced up with bullet points and such Plus empowering topics that they never would touch You can put your whole network against the team But Super Duty Tough Works the MVP Most valuable podcast on MP3 Priceless info, but all of it's free So take these words home and think them through Super Duty Tough Work is coming at you Now listening to Super Duty Tough Work with your host, Blueprint, raw and uncut, adult conversations, no shucking, no jiving, and no bullshit. Here we are again. What up? I feel like we coordinate our outfits today. Yeah, man, we on it. See, you know what I'm saying? Unfortunately, the people don't get to see this in color. Right. Or they see our shirts. Yeah, they don't know. Similar to they don't know. Yeah. <laughs> How you doing today, man? I'm good, man. Yeah, welcome back. Welcome yeah, back. I'm here. You know, you know, we're here. Living so. life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the first week of that thing. You know, that yeah, challenge. Yeah, man, that challenge. You know, we issued it to the people. Yeah, and, uh, took it on ourselves. Yes, yeah. It's been it's been a good week. Yeah, it's um, been a good week for me too. I got I got three features. Like my first thing I didn't mention last week uh-huh. to get. I had like three or four features that I just been kind of sitting on. Oh yeah, that's not cool. You know, not really sitting on. I, got, I just I got one like that. I, I just it. I just got them like maybe a couple weeks ago, and I haven't really like just sat down and wrote them out. You mm. know what I'm saying? Mm. So like that was my first thing. Like let me knock these features out. Kind of important. And um, yeah, like got those done in the last three days, like wrote three of them in one night. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like really just sat down like, OK, before I dive into something else. Yes. Let me get this money right. Old business. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> let me take care of the old business. Then handle the new business. Get my bag right. <laughs> yeah. That's so I can handle the new business. Yeah. yeah. Every uh, there was a quote from a documentary about the uh, weatherman. And one dude said. They were like, why did y'all stop robbing banks at the end of this thing? Because I don't know if you heard of the weatherman. is like these white revolutionary Yeah, 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 yeah. And he was like, because every revolutionary movement needs funding. Right. <laughs> it does. It does. I always remember that. Like, yo, it's true. It's facts. <laughs> it is facts. So, yeah, all those dreams you got. You got to you gotta fund those. Yeah. You know, they just don't come out the fucking sky. Definitely. But yeah, I've been shit Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I did an interview every day for the book. Ah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've been talking to cats. I've right. been hollering. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, I ain't wrote nothing yet. I haven't wrote up the chapters for the interviews. I'm still transcribing them. But uh, mm. this week has been a good week, man. I've been on my shit. The hardest thing has been, like, stopping when I'm supposed to stop. Yeah. So like especially I, once you get going and you get in the groove and it's like fuck. Yeah, cuz I want to keep going. Especially if you get if if it's earlier in the day and you got something else scheduled. Mm-hmm. You know it's what I'm hard, saying? It's man. hard it's hard to stop. But I realize like if I don't stop, then I'm not going to do the next thing mm-hmm. and then I'll be out of balance and mm-hmm. then I'll be forced to play catch up in this oh I'm doing 8 hours of video editing tomorrow because right. I didn't do two every day right right so right. it's like it's challenging me in that sense but you know I, I think i might make it man you know 30 days man we're gonna see yeah man i'm 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 looking pretty good like i got my got my um my album cover concept word up you know what i'm saying my like man. i got the concept down <laughs> now i just gotta get the photos taken okay you know what i'm saying my so man. you know like got the concept so i'm 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 moving I'm okay moving. that's yeah. awesome man yeah that's awesome. it's yeah. working man hey crunch time like a motherfucker yeah y'all if y'all at home y'all know what it's gonna be next month yeah we're gonna do the call in i'm gonna post it on social media it's gonna say it's gonna have the number say mm-hmm. call this number for the you know the 30 days of discipline results show yeah and when y'all get that when y'all see that call in with your stories yeah because we want to hear them, we want to play them on the air yeah and uh you know th- this is uh it's gonna be a dope thing to do yeah, man, I'm trying to I'm trying to have a tentative release date by mm. you know what I'm saying. Hey, I already started looking. You know I've been what I mean? I've been circling days on the calendar all week. Like, no, okay, if I start here, right, and I do this here, okay, right. what needs to be not doing? Okay, manufacturing here, that, okay, yeah, I've been doing that all week. Okay, yeah. if I do here, then a tour here, then a, okay, 
Yeah, it's that time, man. Mm-hmm. It's time to get it. Yeah, it's time to do it. Exciting. So this week, I, I was I, one of my interviews I did this week was with Sadiq from Rhyme Sayers. Ah, yeah, for the book. I'm sure that was a good one. Yeah, that's shoot. That you might need a uh, you might need an interview on the on the pod with the, with the man. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We need with that. the man. It's so many bars in there that like that'd be I, I like three share. four hour oh. interview, dog. The interview was an hour and a half. Oh, so it's like there's a lot of bars in there and uh. There was a part of the interview where he was talking. I was asking him about like sound set mm-hmm. and like how like their expectations uh, differ from what the the fan average fan expectations is. Right. Because you know, like every time they post, they they line up. Some people love it, some people hate it. Right. But everybody still go. Right. You know what I mean? Because it's so fire. It's just right. Like, Yo, I don't. I'm mad that two chains is on it, but I'm going because Buster Rhymes is on it. But I'm I understand. You got to rock is on it. You right? got to understand though. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, just from the artist perspective and from the business perspective. Yes. Yes. It makes perfect sense why their lineups are the way they are. Oh yeah, yeah. Perfect yeah. sense. Yeah. But and he's like. And we start talking about that and just like people not understanding what you're doing and people like resenting you for making certain decisions. And he had a quote, he had a quote that when something effective, like when people don't understand this side of it and don't even ask us, it just lets me know that they not cut out to be a leader. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's a heavy bar. Yeah, like that's a that's a jewel just dropped on the head. Like that's like, they've never done this before. Never, you know that they've never wore that wore that hat. So, and it made me think about just like the price of leadership mm-hmm. and how there's a lot of things about leadership that p- people don't talk about because the average motherfucker ain't never led, nah. and it leads them to say certain things and not understand the the burden that comes. You know what I'm saying? The yeah. heaviness of the crown yeah. that comes with being a leader. Heavy is the head. Yeah, whether that's your family, whether that's your creative crew, whether that's your business, mm-hmm. you know, your team at work. Uh, everyone is, some, some people just uh, lead in certain instances and some people follow in certain instances. Sometimes right. we have all those things. So this episode is about the, the price of leadership. Mm. And we're going to talk about like the things that people don't think about, the, the price you have to pay to lead. And then we're also going to talk about why it's worth it though yeah it's gonna be a two-part uh show and uh we'll take a break we'll be right back if you've been listening to the podcast recently then you know i've been working on a brand new book that i hope to have out in the next couple of months but in the meantime i'm here to let you guys know that all three of my first books are back in stock at waitlist.net that means adventures and counterculture book back in stock word is blog back in stock and my most recent book what a night a book about the worst shows of my career is back in stock all back in stock you can get all three of those for just 25 dollars on waitlist.net once again all three of my books are available for just 25 dollars on waitlist.net back to the show all right folks the most infamous podcast we back giving it to you like no one else gives it to you Cause we're those guys. <laughs> that's what we do. And we're talking about leadership this week. The price of leadership. Uh, it's not free. Mm. There's a heavy toll. There's a cost. For admission. There is a cost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a cover. There's yeah. a tuition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that must be paid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And these, and these are things that some people have never thought about because they've never been in certain positions. And that's okay. But I, I hope that through this episode, we can kind of open people's eyes to why they might not understand certain decisions that other people make. Mm-hmm. And also, like, why it is really worth leading in the end. And uh, the number one price of leadership is that you have to be action oriented. Yes. See, for most other people, the average person can talk about what they're going to do, what they're not going to do what they believe what they don't believe mm-hmm. and people say oh yeah that's cool just shake your hand right well when you're a public figure when you're on the public eye when you are leader when you're a leader of men you mm-hmm. know and you have a team behind you the expectation is that actions follow those right like we just talked about off air about this 30-day challenge right mm-hmm. and you were saying something the effect of I can't just not do this shit because <laughs> I'm on the show. Right, right. I'm sitting here with you every week. I yeah. gotta be on my shit now. Exactly. That is leading mm-hmm. by example. Right. And people are now not just looking at you as the co-host. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is a logic. Yeah. Blueprint just said we're not gonna hope. No, 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 no. 
you're under the umbrella. Yeah. You're on, you know, the podcast. People are looking at you like a leader, whether you know it or not. Right. And uh, that's similar. A similar dynamic plays out in public when you think about just how those in the public eye. And we may never even say this consciously, but we subconsciously expect them to to be about what they talk about. Oh, yeah. Right. Definitely. Like there's nothing worse. And I think that may be one thing that a lot of people in public uh, struggle with when they first become public figures. Right. It's that. Wait a minute. These people remember everything I said Mm -hmm. and they're holding me to that. Yeah. I have to actually be about this shit I'm talking about. And I can fuck with your mind a little bit. That's why, like, the uh, whole Charles Barkley thing, I'm not a role model. Yeah. Yes, you are, dog. <laughs> I mean, you have no choice. Yeah. You have no choice. LeBron James has no choice but to be a role model because of the position right. that he's in. I mean, any any pro player of any sort. Yes. You know, if kids watch baseball, they're looking at the top baseball players as the person that, you know, they're striving to be That's football players, you know, whatever your favorite writer, any of that shit. Yes. You know, if you're in that position, whether you want to be or not, yeah, people are watching you and they following yes. and they're going to see if you make that move or if you don't. <laughs> I mean, that's just real. <laughs> it's crazy because, yeah, you see you see rappers, you see, like you're saying, athletes struggle with it mm-hmm. because, you know, it's this crazy dichotomy because with more fame and notoriety comes more freedom. Mm-hmm. So at the same time, you're becoming more and more free. Mm-hmm. You know, you're being told that you're being held to a certain set of expectations. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, am I really free if I got to do this thing and keep these people happy? Hey man, it's the price of yeah. admission. And you ain't gotta you ain't gotta pay that price, yeah. but you're gonna pay a price. Yeah. You know, you're gonna pay something. <laughs> you know, it's it's coming out of it's coming out of that check whether you like it or not. <laughs> right, 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 right. Like it's social consequences. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, yeah. So so that's the number one price of leadership is that you have to be action oriented. That means that those of those of us we we see uh in the public eye, whether they be elected officials, whoever if you want to lead, it's not just about saying what should be done. Mm-hmm. It's not about just like bagging on others for not doing quote unquote the right thing. Right. It's that you have to have a component of your life that is the action that that backs up and reinforces the shit you talk about. Yeah. And so that's number one. Yeah. Price of leadership. Number two price of leadership is that people will question your intentions at all times. <laughs> All the time. Why you make that move? Mm. Why are you doing that? What you trying to get out of this? <laughs> you trying to hustle me? What you really want? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> we do it subconsciously, right? Yeah. There's something about a person who gets to a, a higher level of notoriety, and then all of a sudden you start looking at what they're saying, and you say, hmm, I wonder what he's, what's the end game here? Yeah. And those of you who have been put in a leadership position, you know, whether you have uh, other employees that look to you, you know, whether it's your family looking to towards you, people aren't just going to do what you say. Mm-hmm. But before when y'all was just homies, they would just do it if it was the right thing. Right. You know what I mean? But once you have that position of, of uh, notoriety or authority, all of a sudden it's, why you want me to do it, though? Right. <clears throat> what? You just trying to make yourself look good. Right, right. How much you get paid to tell me this? Who's ass you kissing mm-hmm. to try to tell who you trying to look? You brown nosing. Mm-hmm. It can't just be that this is the right thing to do. Right. It's that if you're in a leadership position and I'm not, I'm questioning every fucking thing you're saying. Yeah, it comes with scrutiny. Yeah. It comes with a high level of scrutiny. <laughs> the higher you are, the higher your position, the higher the level of scrutiny. Yeah. You know, it's almost unjust. Yeah. You know, like it, you get to a point, you know, you raised in a lot of instances to say we should not judge the message by the messenger. Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we are human beings. Yeah. And we're going to judge yeah. the message by the messenger. Mm-hmm. And even more so if the messenger is the quote unquote leader mm-hmm. or takes a leadership role. Right. You know, you see it all the time with like uh, this. This was so tricky about a lot of artists with the GoFundMe thing. Yeah. With with certain uh, crowdfunding things cats may do. There's always going to be a segment of the population who's just like, where's the money really going? No. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? And the same thing with like people who are in like the social activism space. Mm-hmm. People, they're getting questioned too. Like, yeah, I saw you pass around the plate, mm-hmm. but did it really go to the family though? Right. So where's the receipts though? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you got video? Yeah. I want to see. Yeah. I mean, can you can you post a PDF showing where the money was spent though? Yeah. Can we get an itemized? <laughs> right. <laughs> Can we talk to your accountant though? Right. Can they confirm this though? <laughs> oh yeah. Does your bank account verify what you're saying though? Right. Like all of a sudden, <laughs> people questioning your attentions. Yeah. And it's a shame that they do that, but at the same time, it's healthy because we've seen so many people in leadership positions abuse their power. Yeah, it keeps you accountable. Yes. It keeps you accountable to the people that you're supposed to be you know, influencing Mm -hmm. because they're looking at you like, okay, so you said you're doing this. Mm -hmm. Really? The big account say that. (laughs) (laughs) What's that checkbook say that? Right. right. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah, it's it's wild. It's a wild, it's a wild um, status to have. See you with the new J's on now. Right. You sure that money went straight to what you said was going on though? Right. You know what I'm saying? Oh man, those is vintage, right? Yeah, how much still cost though? Right. You know, people be counting your pockets, man. Like you gotta really be very careful with this shit. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of um preachers that go through that. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like no yeah. matter what they do, no matter how, you know, well they preach the gospel, all yeah. of that stuff, just because, you know, they happen to have a large church. Yep. You know, a they have a lot of money around. flowing through that church, <laughs> you know, because they happen to be able to afford to get a boat. Yes, yeah, very inspirational. You know what I'm saying? It's like, is that, is it godly? Yeah, did you really need the jumbo jet though? Right. Did you need the private jet though? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Did you need the million dollar house Come though? Come on, Creflo. Why are you doing this <laughs> like on. that though? Come on, bro. Did you need that though? Come on. <laughs> it was the one um, preacher that had the... Uh, he had some shoes that were like five G's. He really? had on some shoes that were like five thousand dollars. Like, come on, yo. Yeah. Like, did you really need the five G yeah. shoes did though? God really tell you to get those though. <laughs> right. God took those though. He, yeah. he said those not not the five hundred. Right. Not the you know one thousand. Right. He went to the five grand shoes. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And this makes people question it. This mm-hmm. makes people question it. I mean, think about all the times. I mean, even look at like uh, YouTube and, and there's been people who have been like, um, I guess, I mean, you can kind of go to jail for it. Like if you pub up a, 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 a product and you don't say that that product is right. paying you or that you you get a kickback from it. Right. Like that's illegal. Yeah. People were doing it all the time. It's like unspoken in a lot of senses. Yes. Right. On YouTube, you got to be honest. But. Think of how many mediums where money is passed around and no one says it. No one says in politics. Oh, no. No one says, hey, man, I'm voting for this because my man's over there. (laughs) Right. Kick me down. Yeah, he gave me 500 racks. Right. So I'm voting for this. (laughs) But I just want to be clear, y'all. I'm you know endorsing my vote. You know where my vote is going. Come on, on. Hey, who got 500 grand like that, man? <laughs> no one says it's in politics. Right. But that's how politics is ran. It's, Hell yeah. It's like this unspoken, mm-hmm. I'm going to vote for this thing, but I'm going to pretend yep. that it wasn't no money flowing in my direction. It wasn't no favors promised to me. Yeah. And this makes people question people's intentions. You, I mean, it's unspoken, but it's, it's a real thing. You know, you got to think about when you lead people. Mm-hmm. And it's to the point to where if you choose to lead people, you almost have to over communicate. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. like you can't just say, y'all, I trust me, y'all. Yeah, I got this. I, I would do. I'm only doing what's best for y'all. Right. Do you have to show people mm-hmm. that everything you're doing is in alignment with your philosophy and that your actions are are matching up with that? Because mm-hmm. otherwise people ain't going to believe that shit. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> so that's number two. OK. Number three. Price of leadership. It's a real one. Resentment. Mm. <laughs> this one is realist, man. Look, when you lead people, the people who you are leading, if things do not go their way, and sometimes for no reason at all, you will be resented. Yes, because it's your fault. It's your fault. You lead him, bro. Mm-hmm. It's your motherfucking fault. You think that, oh, yeah, you're just going to come here and tell me what to do, and I'm not going to be looking at you like... Mm-hmm. If I'm not where I feel I should be, mm-hmm. 
under your stewardship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's your fault. Yeah, it's your fault. Never mind the fact that I didn't listen to you. <laughs> right. That I didn't carry out any destructions like you asked me to. Right. That I, I generally hate you and resent you and do the bare minimum every day. Mm-hmm. But if my life is not better while on your watch, mm-hmm. it's your motherfucking fault. Yep. <laughs> this is this happens in relationships all the fucking time. <laughs> yeah. All the fucking time. <laughs> yeah. You know, like one person will be the leader. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And yep. if things don't work out for me, yeah. While I'm following you, mm. you fucked up. <laughs> Never mind that you told me to go left and I went right. Right, right. Never mind that the shit didn't work out for you because I fucked up. Yes. It didn't work out for me, so it's your fault. <laughs> yeah, that's all it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, being a leader, it comes with that. Yeah, like you, you want to get it to where people just, you know, take complete ownership. Mm-hmm. But you got to understand, there's a reason some people need leaders, right? And that's because they ain't got all the answers, mm-hmm. or maybe they just can't make those snap decisions in the moment that are going to help their lives or improve everything around them. Maybe they can't. Maybe you're just born to lead, mm-hmm. and you can be a hundred percent right all the fucking time, and fools will still hate you. Yeah, yeah. Especially the fact that the fact that you're a hundred percent right. Ooh. And then they don't listen. Ooh. And then they see that you're 100% right. Oh, burns. They hate you even more. <laughs> right. <laughs> Why didn't you make me? Right, right. <laughs> you, <laughs> you knew I was about to fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> you knew that. You know me well enough to know you should have just stepped in and stopped me. Why did you stop me from saying that? Yep. Why did you stop me from slapping this motherfucker over here? Mm-hmm. Why didn't you make me not drink last night? Yep. You was driving. That is it. You could have cut me off. Yeah. Now I done miss work, got fired, cussed out my boss. Now I'm going to lose my car. <laughs> got a DUI. Why did you stop me? Your fault. Yeah. All your fault. <laughs> like, bro, I tried to physically take your keys. Mm-hmm. You stormed off. You ran away from me. Yep. And drove off and peeled out and almost ran me over. Yep. <laughs> That's not my fault. Yeah. But you the leader, though. Yeah. You know, it's, it's really like that. It's fucking funny as shit. <laughs> it is, but it's real. It's real. Like, so real. Like you think about, I mean, and Sadiq deals with that as a, you know, as a person who runs a label, you think about every artist that's on a label is not successful to the same degree. Oh, yeah. Right. So there you have flagship artists, the most popular, and you have like maybe middle tier, and you have those who maybe they just don't stick. Mm-hmm. You know who's getting the most resentment from. Oh, yeah. The artists who feel like, their talent is here, but mm-hmm. that their profile should be up here. Right. And even if you do the exact same thing for all artists, yeah. you can't control certain outcomes yeah, as a leader. The best thing you can do is, you know, create the environment and create opportunity. That's it. That's it. That's it. And the rest is just. Yeah, it's up to you. It's to you. Quit making whack ass music. <laughs> no, <Nah>, just. <laughs> Yeah, write a hit. Why don't you? Right. Write Please. a motherfucking smash. Yeah. Stop looking at me like it's my fault. Right. You you got the pen. Yeah. I don't. I ain't in the studio with you. Right. I can tell you what to write, mm-hmm. but then you hate me for that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's fucked up. It's yeah. fucked up. But every leader in every, you know, uh, position has dealt with that. Yeah. And there's something really a weird feeling about, you know, your friends or the people that you're actually trying to actively help mm-hmm. resenting you, that is some weird shit. Yeah. You're like, dog, I have these people I'm trying to help and they hate me more than the people I'm not trying to help. Yes. <laughs> this don't make no sense. Dog, that that's the realest <laughs> shit. That is the realest shit. Like, you know, it's it's interesting because as a parent, yeah, it's very difficult sometimes to continue to want to help. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, like you can't be mad at a teenager for being a teenager. You know what I'm saying? Because they don't know no better. But in the process of you sacrificing and the process of you trying to guide them in the correct way. And then they continue to do the same shit over and over and over (laughs) again. (laughs) I mean, sometimes that shit just makes you. Sometimes you just want to be like, fuck you. Just fuck it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm done. Just fuck it. I don't want to lead. I don't want to do. Just just do you. You know what to do. You know (laughs) everything. You got to figure it out. You got to figure it out. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes it. Yeah. Yeah. It gets there, man. Yeah. I think maybe that's why some parents just when, when 18 come around, they just Get the fuck like, out. <laughs> right, right. It's time to go. Yeah, it ain't that they really want their kid to, to leave like that. Mm-hmm. It's more just like, 
I couldn't tell you shit when you was 16, 17. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to go out and learn this shit so that you don't resent me so much. Right. And most most kids do go through that phase where you hate everything your parents are telling you, mm-hmm. disagreeing, you fight them on everything. And then you're 22, 24, yeah. 25, like, damn, my old man was right. Yeah. Man, my old man used to tell me all the time about this. Yeah. He warned me. I wasn't listening. He, wow. Mm-hmm. Hey, pops, man. My bad, G. Yep. Yo, you a good dad, man. I, yo, I was I, I, I was an asshole when I was 15, 16. I listened to you, dad, but you was right. Yeah. You know? I made that call. <laughs> <laughs> I had to make that call. That's like, I wasn't, I wasn't that bad of a kid, but yeah. it's just certain things I didn't listen to that my mom and dad, grandma, older, you know, told yeah. me to do. And you get to that point where you got to make that phone call like, uh. yo. <laughs> I should have I should have listened yeah you know you gotta fall on your sword man <laughs> that shit's real that's so real man okay that's number three okay number four and we talked about this at the same time but but we're gonna go into a more the number four price of leadership is you have to set an example you don't have a choice none and many people think they do mm-hmm. that's the worst part is that many points in my career I thought I didn't Mm-hmm. Like, I think I've told a story on here before about when the weight room came out and motherfucker said, man, that record is whack. Go buy uh, some dude from the Loop Pack. Wild Child's record. Mm-hmm. Wild Child from the Loop Pack. He's better. And I was on undergroundhiphop.com and I read that comment. I was like, man, fuck you. He can't fuck with me. My record better. <laughs> This is my shit boy job play. Right, I was in there. Just <laughs> nah, fam. My shit's fire. He sucks. And then it, it so you know this started a, a firestorm. Mm-hmm. This was like two, right after Soul Position came out, 2003, and I toured with Atmosphere. And I didn't know I was a public figure. Right. I legit didn't know because a year or two prior, we was on our own message, but we we could say this shit and no one gave a fuck. This one said they had to sit you down. Yeah, I got a call. Got to like, hey, print man. Yeah, you got you got the call. You got, got sat down. Yeah, it was just like, hey man, I don't know if you thought about this yet. Right, they're your peers now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? It was like, no, like. Mad Lib and all these guys that you're on here talking about battling and telling them they got a problem with what you're saying. <laughs> they can come see you. That's what I told them. I said, come see me. Any of them fools got a problem, we can battle. I'm going to be in LA atmosphere on January 28th at the oh. El Rey Theater. You tell them to come out and I'll meet them out back and we can battle. Dog. I was in my bag for no reason. I, but just what, I, what it, how I wasn't, and he literally, he literally had to tell me, "Hey, mm-hmm. they're your peers. Yeah, you're a public figure. Mm-hmm. You're like, you have to set an example now. Yeah, you're not just carrying a flag for you as a battle rapper. You represent this label. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're like some of those people who you have, you bought their records, right? So you have this perception that they're way larger than you, right? That you'll always be this little guy, and, and so you can critique them and say certain things in public. That's not the case anymore, Prince. Yeah, <laughs> you kind of came up, bro. Yeah, man. You gotta slow down. Yeah, you out of pocket. Yeah, <laughs> this is why there's certain things I just will not post on social media. <laughs> yes, because you know, like I, you know, I do have some peers now that yes. you know, yeah. I, I can't. You can't. I can't, even though I might feel it. Yeah, there's certain things we can't say on this podcast now. Oh, of course. We say a lot. We say a whole lot. <laughs> but there's still levels we won't comment on. Yeah, there's there's a lot of off-air conversations, yeah. <laughs> you know, that we'll never see the light of day. Right, right, right. And it's also made me think about, like, the instances I've had online where I tweeted something or I caught some backlash or something. Mm-hmm. And my instinct when people come at me is just to fire back. Mm-hmm. But then there's always... Five percent of the people watching it who say, "Man, I expected more from you." Yeah, I'm disappointed. Like they don't say nothing to these people who are just like killing me. Because they don't. Who cares? They don't care. They don't care about them. And I'm just like, yo, why can they say this shit? Talk about my mama, my grandmama, mm-hmm. call me every name under the sun. But if I fire back one little comment, oh man, print man, don't do, no, you better than that. Bro. Yeah, I expect more from you. Yeah. And it's it's a double standard, but it's the truth. It's facts. You don't have to fucking like it. You just have to accept the fact that with leadership comes the the responsibility of setting an example. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, that's what it does. That's, <laughs> that's what it, it is. You know what I mean? So that's number four. Okay, number five. This is one no one's gonna like. Mm-hmm. 
but it's the realest. <laughs> Number five, the price of being a leader is that you got to take the blame. Hell yeah. Even when it ain't your fault, mm. everything is your fault. Yeah. If, if the team fuck up, you lost. Look at the NBA. Mm-hmm. If the team ain't playing right, who the first to get fired? The coach. Yes. They're not firing the players. Nope. <laughs> even the whack, even the bad players. Nope. They ain't getting traded. They make it a whole year. Yep. Like, oh, you ain't producing? Sorry. You got a three-year contract. Yep. We can't get rid of you like that. Yep. Coach, hey, man. Whew, you're not inspiring these players, bruh. Yep. We got to get you up out of here, man. Mm-hmm. Your name on a hot seat. You know, look at the New York Knicks right now. Yep. They about to get Fizdale up out of there. Cleveland Browns. Yeah. You Same thing. Get out of here. Out of the paint. <laughs> he ain't last 10 games. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they don't care. And even if, if it's not your fucking fault, mm-hmm. the fact that you have been ordained as the leader of this organization means that you have to take all the blame. Yeah. You got to wear everything. Things that's not even your fault, you got to do it. Mm-hmm. The funny thing is like, you know, <laughs> you got to take all the blame, but you don't necessarily get all the credit when it Hell goes right. no, you don't. Because it's a team effort. <laughs> right. Oh, when you win, though, yeah. it was a team effort. Right. When we lose, though, it's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course, that's how it is when you're successful. You got to thank everybody that was involved. Yes. When you fail, it's on me. So, like, My yo, bad. I, I didn't do that right, y'all. My bad. Man, I, I overlooked some things. Mm-hmm. You know, I made a couple bad decisions. Yeah. That's on me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't envy people that are in those higher up positions like that because yeah. it takes a toll on you as a leader. Yes. When you do have to take the blame, especially when you're doing your best to do everything right. Yeah. And yeah. then the people under you that that follow you, if they fuck up, yeah, it's on your shoulders. You gotta have some strong shoulders, dog. Yeah, to lead. Yeah, anybody. And and never mind the fact that like, just because you're a leader, it doesn't uh, uh, presume that everyone who's following you has the same agenda that you do. Oh no! Like just because we're on the same team. Don't mean we all playing the same game. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like you could be leading and someone else could feel like they're supposed to be in mm-hmm. your position. Yeah. They could feel like, oh, I got overlooked for that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to subconsciously not participate. Mm-hmm. And if any if I notice this guy slipping in any kind of way, I'm going to expose him Yeah, just to get him out the paint because I deserve that opportunity. And that shit is that shit is so real because when people are in those positions and they do get the opportunity to lead yeah. and then they realize what the fuck this is really, what game they really signed up for, mm-hmm. that shit is a rude awakening. I'm sorry, dog. I didn't mean to do you like that. <laughs> I didn't even mean to, man. Yeah, that's the thing about leadership. Sometimes you don't know until you put on that crown. Mm-hmm. And then motherfuckers are looking at you in a way that you you know you don't deserve all that resentment. Mm-hmm. You're like, yo, what's up with all this? Yeah. I gotta do. I can't stoop to the level that he is, or I gotta take the blame for stuff that I didn't even do just yeah. because I'm that guy, and I'm the most expendable now. Yeah, man, this ain't cool, man. Can, y'all can have this. Yeah, but a lot of people just give it back. This is why some like, especially in basketball, when you have assistant coaches that get promoted to coaches and then they get fired, Mm -hmm. you see them cats back on the bench as an assistant coach real quick. (laughs) Yeah, they don't want none of that. They don't want none of that fire. No, 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 no. (laughs) What was uh, the Cavs coach did that last year? Lou, right? Was it Lou? Lou, After Tyron Lou. Oh, after Lou. They tried to hire the other cat he had on the bench. Boy, I hate a cat. Uh, Older black cat. And he was like, at first he was like, "Uh -uh, I don't want this job. (laughs) (laughs) No way. Oh man, Larry something. Larry Drew, I think might have been his name. Larry okay, Drew something. Yeah, he could he because I think he knew like this is not a good scenario. Right, like we're gonna tank. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get all the blame. Yeah, and it's gonna ruin my reputation for being to get another job. Yeah, because I'm gonna look like a bad leader because I couldn't put this things together for this team that y'all don't want to win anyway. Right. Whereas if I just quit now, then I, I'm looked upon as like the guy who's been to the finals with my other coach. Yeah, three or four times. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so he was like, no, I'm good, fam. They had to pay him a lot of money to make him do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, man. I, no one wants to take the blame, though. I mean, but the fact of the matter is that, like, to, 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 in, in a perfect world, when you take the blame, you also get the credit. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, in a perfect world. Yeah, in a perfect world. And yeah. sometimes, you know, there will be times when that doesn't happen, but you still have to have faith that's going to happen. Yeah. And so well, that's number five. Uh, we'll take a break and we'll be right back. Yeah. 
what up everybody quick reminder super duty tough work hoodies back in stock we got smalls back in stock medium back in stock large back in stock extra large back in stock 2xl sold out already my bad y'all but yeah every other size of the super duty tough work hoodie is back in stock and available at weightless.net go there order yours and support the movement rep the squad back to the show yeah yeah it's real super duty tough work who else talks about these topics no one i think i can think of in a class of our own yeah enjoy us while we're here <laughs> right we're greats of this podcasting <clears throat> thing mm. you know maybe we'll get our crown after we're done right right after we've talked about everything and left a, a fucking almanac of topics that you could reference 20 years from now true people will be like Damn, we leaders, so, man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. The podcasting leaders. Yeah, man. Like it's just you know it's a good example of when we hit certain topics. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. And then like that nobody talking about. Mm-hmm. People like, ooh, that's a good topic. Yeah, it's a good. Then they want to hit us with like, well, why ain't you? <laughs> what y'all should have talked about? What y'all should have did was. Yeah, but you know, if it was my podcast, <laughs> what I would have done is, yeah, you know man. what I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah, it happens. It happens to the best of them, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the price. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? We pay the price. Right. You know? Yeah. So it is what it is. So so the first section we talked about the price. Mm-hmm. And now we want to talk about, because we don't want this to be like, never be a leader episode. Right. <laughs> don't lead shit. Don't lead. Never take it. Don't trust them. Mm-hmm. So this episode, we really want to talk about why it's worth it. The return on investment. Yeah. The ROI. Come on, man. Because <laughs> there are re- concrete reasons to do it. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't know, but, and they, they shy away from leadership because maybe they see all the stuff we talked about in the first section. Mm-hmm. And we want to talk about why it's worth it. The rewards of leadership in this section. And so the number one reward of leadership is control. Mm-hmm. Now, this is something that a lot of people sleep on, especially if you've never been put in a position of leadership, leadership. And it doesn't even have to necessarily mean that, like, you have a team. Mm-hmm. Leadership also means you're leading your own affairs. Yes. Right. You're handling your own career. Mm-hmm. You're not sitting around waiting for someone else to, quote unquote, put you on. Um the biggest benefit of leadership in everything you do is that you control the outcomes. You Well, you control at least the circumstances. Right? Right. You, you can't guarantee your success. Mm-hmm. You don't know. But at least when you are leading and making decisions, you know that, hey, I don't have to blame nobody else for this. Yeah. It was done the way that I felt was best. Yeah. And I'm willing to live with that. Uh, because I trust myself to make the best decisions regarding my life. Right. A lot of people go through life and sometimes they, they, they take this passive approach where it's like, yeah, I went to the college that my parents wanted me to go to. Yeah. I played sports because my dad did. Or I went to the military because my pops was in the military. Mm-hmm. Or, you know what I'm saying? Or I, I was in a band because the girls, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like guys in bands. Right. What ends up happening is that you end up making all these decisions mm-hmm. uh, that are really because of someone else. Mm-hmm. And it's not a true reflection of what you want it to do. And you, you and because you're letting someone else determine your, your journey, you never get to drive. You never get to say yeah. you're a passenger in, in the, the vehicle of your own life. Yeah. You know, you got to be a driver, man. Yeah. Drive that shit. Just yeah. Make some decisions yeah. and stand by your decisions. You're going here. Yeah, you You feel better. Yeah, you do. I mean, sometimes it's cool to just let another motherfucker drive. Don't get me. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Just I, I know they're gonna get me there. It's nothing wrong. And see, the thing is, it's nothing wrong with following. Yes, but when you follow to a fault. Yeah, that's where the problems lie. Right. Following, I mean, great leaders follow. Yes, you know, great leaders had to learn had to learn how to lead. Yes, in order to learn how to lead, you have to follow someone. Yes. You know, every great leader has mentors. Yeah, every great leader has people that inspire them as well. So it's not just because you're a leader, 
you know, you you always got to be in the driver's seat. Sometimes it's cool to take the passenger seat and be able to, you know, look at the surroundings and see, you know, decisions from a different vantage point. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, you got to get in that driver's seat at some point. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to be if you're going to give up control, you got to agree on the route and the destination. Mm. Because mm. ain't nothing worse than a motherfucker in a passenger seat who don't agree with how we get there and where we going. Yeah, backseat drivers. Yeah, like, oh, nah, why you taking this route? Why you going so fast? You know you're supposed to turn left. See, when I drive, mm-hmm. I typically take that route and then I go to, why you, uh, what you, why we listening to this? Mm-hmm. Can I put something else on? Yeah. It's like, yo, man, are you, you need to lead. Yeah. If you feel like that, that others are not leading you in a way that you can be happy with, that's a sign that you need to lead and that you're taking a passive approach to your own life. And it's like, you want to drive? Nah, I'm good. Yeah, I just want (laughs) to talk shit. (laughs) I want to drive. I just want to sit here and critique you. Uh Uh-huh. Talk shit. All day. (laughs) All day. You know, and so control is the biggest thing. You know, it's cool to say like, yeah, I was in this situation where I was on a team and, and it was big and it was that. But sometimes, man, having situations and scenarios that you can control, it just really gives you an opportunity to execute your own vision, mm-hmm. which is not going to be reflected when someone else is driving. Right. When someone else is in control. Exactly. And as artists, and you know, we got a lot of artists who listen to that, listen to this podcast. You got to understand that the more control you give someone else, the more vision they have. Yes. And the less your vision is executed. True. So. You know, if you want to sound like everybody else, look like everybody else, walk, talk like not yourself, let somebody else control your shit. Yeah. But if you want control over that and you feel like that that's important to what you want to do, you got to lead mm-hmm. and stop blaming others. Yeah, true. You know? So that's number one reward. The number two reward of leadership is that it's rewarding mm-hmm. as fuck. Yes. Like owning some shit. And having that little thing you owned and cultivated, you decided, you know, it's like, oh shit, it's just growing. It's yeah. fucking, oh, I, it came from a fucking mind, bro. Yeah. This shit is fucking fly. Yeah. You're like, oh man, this was just a thought. Mm-hmm. Now it's like a physical manifestation. Yeah, now it's of, a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. Like, damn, like albums are very much like that. Oh, yeah. Where like before you start recording, you just have like a line. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna write this line down. Yeah, and then you might have one beat, and you're like, "Oh, what would happen if I did this with it?" And mm-hmm. like, you got 16 lines. Mm-hmm. You know, then you got eight bars, choruses. This, this thing just keeps coming out your mind yeah, and getting yeah. doper and dope. You're like, "Oh, then you got a three and a half minute song that's fire, yeah. but it ain't even mixed or sequenced." You're like, "Oh, just wait." So I sequence. <laughs> just hold on. Oh, it's gonna blow people away. It's gonna fuck their heads up mm-hmm. and then you do it and you're like yes mm-hmm. that came from my shit it's so rewarding like no one told me to pick that beat right no right, one told right. me to fucking write about that topic mm-hmm. i decided mm-hmm. it's mine i chose the colors on the canvas mm-hmm. i just said this is the flyest shit and and i saw something that no one else could see yeah it's very rewarding it's a beautiful thing yeah building something of your own Look, I'm not saying being on a team that wins is rewarding as well. Oh yeah, definitely. Right. So I don't want to. I don't want this to come off like we're bashing working with others or saying you should you should work alone. Not at all, mm-hmm. because you don't want to do all the work alone. Exactly. It's just that in certain endeavors, you want to take a leadership role because truly that's the only way to execute your vision. Yeah. Your whole vision. And, True. You know, if you have no pride in ownership, then. Your work will be no better than the people who work at fast food restaurants. Right. Yeah, you just there. Just there, man. Just there. Just a little check, man. Yeah. I just gotta come here four, eight hours a day, man. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a subway near my house. I remember someone's out here visiting, like, yo, he's like, you going to subway. We passed the subway. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? They're like, why we ain't going to that one? Mm-hmm. I said, like, nah, fam, we're not going there. Because <laughs> every time I go in there, uh-huh. the employees piss me off. Yeah, that's they, the worst. They just be kicking it with fools over the counter. Yeah. Cracking jokes on you when you go, oh, I'm a man. Ha ha. I'm like, yo, man, can you just make my motherfucking sandwich? <laughs> right. If you don't want to work here. Yeah. Then why the, you here? I got the trap music playing from the back. Nah. I just want a sandwich, man. Nah, bro. I don't need all that crazy energy. They be arguing with each other. You know what I'm saying? On their phones. On their cell phones and the register at the same time. That's whack. No pride in ownership. Would that would that business be different if a family owned it? 
Right. Yes. Very much so. Because I've been to the to the ones that are ran by families. Yeah, and they yeah. None of that foolishness. Nah. All business. <laughs> yeah, because they're like, we own this, we get a piece of this, we decide mm. how it's ran, the culture, and, and we take pride in that. Yeah. I mean, you want to know why the average fucking fast food employee don't give a fuck about their job? It's because they have no pride in ownership. Yeah, there's nothing to hang their hat on. Oh. It's just you there, you clock in, you clock out. That's it. I get paid anyway. Mm-hmm. Even when I ain't shit, I get paid. Mm-hmm. What's the point? Right. You know? And so, like, it, there's no reward yeah. other than a paycheck. And that ain't shit. That ain't life changing. Right. It's not right. like they getting paid that much right. to make fucking sandwiches. It's not like, yo, man, I was fucked up so I started <laughs> making sandwiches. No, my life is completely different. It's not like that. Mm-hmm. It's not life changing money. So, uh, that's number two. Yeah. Okay. The number three reason why it's worth it. And we talked about it briefly. Is that it's your own vision? Yeah. You know, when you're in a group, what do you might sell? Nobody knows what you really want. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. You know, like yeah. people think they do. And sometimes we think people do. You know, you talk about it with mixing your record. I, I was trying to articulate this to my man who's mixing my record that I wanted this sound. Right. And I could give him this this music that was an example, but he couldn't quite hear. Yeah. What I was trying to. Mm-hmm. And I, as a producer, I go through that. Yeah. Like there's times when I'm working with an artist and I don't know exactly what they want. Right. And I just don't know until we go through 10, 20 beats. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, yeah. that's what you. OK. All right. Yeah. yeah. They knew crystal clear the whole time. Mm-hmm. But it took me 20 beats mm-hmm. that they didn't like to be like, now that one. Yeah. Let's take it there. Yeah. OK. Yeah. And it's part of the process, but it's like as a producer, you're kind of leading. Yeah, you are. You're leading, right? You so are. it's like I get it in that sense. Like I have to understand the vision for this thing to work. Mm-hmm. And if I don't understand what you're trying to do sonically and I'm not giving you that, then this thing is not going to work. Yeah. I mean, going back to what you said, like that's why I had to take it over. And once I got it in my own hands, yeah, then I could execute exactly what I wanted. Yeah. And the album sounds how I want envisioned it sounding yes. when I first was making those beats. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people don't understand how important that is in order to, you know, for one, be happy. You know what I'm saying? Um, for one, be happy with, with what, you know, what you're putting out there in the streets, you know, come on. Yeah. I'll keep going. Um, whether it's, you know, whether it's, photography or whatever whatever you're doing you know if you have a vision nobody else can really articulate your vision like you can yeah yeah i agree you know the the, it's sad because you know the the crazy shit is that a lot of artists they take that for granted Mm -hmm. they go into creative situations assuming yeah that people get it yeah and they think that it's someone else's job just to execute when you can't even execute if you ain't even in the same page right like no one can see what's in your head exactly i went through this so many times as a producer because i remember i would i would have beats for i mean really respect the architect was like that and mm-hmm. remember, you know, the song I'm talking yeah. about yeah giving beats to people and people just didn't hear where i was trying to take it i was like no mm-hmm. man trust me this is what you you would sound dope over this and i'm hearing it in my head you was talking about me yeah on that song. On that one, yeah 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 he was like <laughs> dude where's the drums at right now what's crazy is like now hip hop with no drums is so oh it's the thing but when I gave that to you he was like where are the drums <laughs> I'm like no you don't hear it man this is where this shit is going dog yeah, yeah. you need one of these facts and he was like but I couldn't I couldn't really articulate it like right. I saw it uh-huh. but it was like nah nah that's not you didn't see the vision that I had exactly and so cause your vision probably for your own shit was completely different like mm-hmm. well this is what I'm thinking but where is he going with this beat mm-hmm. and then when I make the song you're like oh oh yeah yeah I would've killed that <laughs> <laughs> right right I, that's what I'm thinking like no you'll kill this <laughs> this is you all day you're like how how, how do I rhyme to that houseway yeah you just not trying to hear it and then I was like okay but there was like five beats on that record that were like that mm-hmm. joints I tried to get other cats and he just be like I, I don't get it yeah and then when I put them all together on the same record it sounds perfect together yeah yeah but cats didn't see what I saw mm-hmm. but that was my vision right and I had to take that and execute it so people got it right so that's number four Oh, no, that's number three. Yeah. Number four. And this is one no one speaks about. The number four 
reward of leadership is that you can empower others. Yeah, that's that's, a, that's an amazing thing. And it's an amazing feeling to be able to do that. Sometimes yeah. as a leader, you do it unconsciously, too, mm-hmm. just just by, you know, being an example. Yes. You know, being the person that takes the blame, being the person that, you know, can deal with the resentment, all of that stuff. Yeah. You are empowering other people like, yo, like he didn't have to take that on his shoulders but he did as the leader yeah and that makes me feel like you know i can i can make some moves i can make a couple mistakes here and there <laughs> right, you know what i mean right 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 yeah i always think of it too in terms of like just like say touring for example mm-hmm. if i go on a tour and i'm opening up for somebody right i can't really bring everybody i would like to bring on the road oh me, no right if i bring a dj that's probably it yeah you know i can't if that if that right mm-hmm. depending on space but when it's my tour, oh yeah, I can bring everybody. Everybody you want. Yeah, like, okay, you're going to be my merch person. Mm-hmm. I want you to open up, mm-hmm. so I got some money for you, whatever. And I can make this whole thing. Okay, I'm going to make sure that this motherfucking tour poster is what I want it to be. Right. We're going to play the rooms that I want. And, and I'm going to have you play for this. And you get to play. You get to give everyone jobs. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, a lot of people say, oh, man, how do we change this situation with employment? Hey, man, create a job where you can hire your friends. Yeah, employ people. Employ people. Yeah. I mean, it sounds oversimplified, but you can't create jobs if you're not in a position of leadership. True. You know what I'm saying? Facts. Like, if you're just an employee, you can't really create a job. Mm-hmm. But when you are, are, are in a position where you have leadership, where you're a boss yourself, all of a sudden, when jobs become available, you get to pull your people in. Yeah. And, and that's something you can't do when you're sitting back following others. Yeah. And wonder, man, why come this fool always hiring his people? Because he can. Mm-hmm. Because you didn't want that job. Yeah. You didn't want the responsibility of, of going through all these applicants. Yeah. And that's the benefit of leadership that some people don't know. It's easy to complain about other people putting other people on. Mm-hmm. But the true problem there, the true reason that happens is because they're leaders. Yeah, it's exciting for me to be able to pay my friends to do work. Yeah. I enjoy that. Yeah. You know, like when you think about the first thing I think about when I want some graphic design is let me see what Tim charged me for this. Yeah. He's the first call. Your people. First call. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's just how it is. Yes. You know, when you're in a position where you are moving to your the beat of your own drum, you can make those decisions. You can empower other people. You can employ other people. It's it's an awesome feeling. Yeah, man. So so don't sleep on that one, man. A lot of times, you know, we there's this narrative in the country that like it's the government's job to create jobs, mm-hmm. right? And I think the way that they speak about it almost makes us feel powerless mm-hmm. like they created two hundred thousand jobs this quarter a right. million jobs were created last year but then when you really drill down you're like okay well who actually created the jobs though exactly people like us mm-hmm. we create the jobs it's, yeah. it's the small businesses it's people with llc's normal folk mm-hmm. you know it's not this thing that we're so disconnected from you know we all have friends who have hired us for various tasks like yeah you hired me to shoot music videos you yeah. and dj criminal so it's like okay well the government to create that job right y'all right. did right right you know what i'm saying i was prepared to get it because i was my skill was there but had you guys not created that mm-hmm. there's no job right you know and it's that simple mm-hmm. you know like put people on but you can only do that when you take ownership i don't think people see that as jobs yeah i think that's the thing like people don't but it is. But people don't see it that way. People don't see hiring somebody to take f- photos for you yeah. is employing them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Having somebody mix your album is employing them. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? Like people don't see that as I'm paying you to when, when people hire us to do features. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a job. I'm yes. under your employee at that. point. Yes. You know, and I'm doing this to your satisfaction, how you like it, how you want it. You know, like you're paying me and I'm I'm an employee for you at that point. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's real. People don't see it that way. Yeah. And it really is. Yeah. It's like we we think of it as this big giant fancy thing. Mm-hmm. And it's so basic. Right. Like I have a need, you have a skill. Yeah. Let's work. Yeah. <laughs> I'll pay you this much. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it. You know, and, and you do it. If I'm happy, then we do it again some other time. You yeah. know, but yeah, that's that's it. So hold on. Number five. Yeah. Last joint reward of leadership is 
the financial benefit. The bag. The bag. And people, uh, they sleep on this one. Mm -hmm. But the more ownership you have in something, the more you invest in something yourself, the more money you put up, Mm -hmm. the more reward you get on the back end. Yes. And this is why many people who are employees sometimes feel stuck. Because when you're an employee, your pay rates raises are decided by someone else. Yes. You don't really get to say, hey, I'm bringing twice as much value now. Yeah. I should be making double. Mm-hmm. It's up for them to say, you did pretty good last year. Your performance review, we're going to uh, raise your pay a couple dollars. Yeah, we gave three, three percent. Yeah, three percent. Yeah. Six right. max. Right. <laughs> max. Right. Even though inflation is six percent. Right. We need you three percent raise every year. Mm-hmm. We just, it's just arbitrary. Yeah. You know, and if you didn't have a great year, you might get one percent. Right. Two percent. that. Yeah. Yes. Um, but the point is that it's not in your control. Right. Whereas when you decide to lead, and, it, and, and I'll use a basic example, throwing a show, for mm-hmm. example. When you allow yourself to be hired by a promoter to play a show, mm-hmm. they determine what you make. Yeah. You, you establish a rate based on you know what they think they can pay you. You can take it or not. But when you throw a show, mm-hmm. You decide your expenses. Yes. And then you get to keep the rest. Yeah. Set the door price. Yeah. All of that. So if a thousand bucks are made in a show that you're just playing on, maybe you get 200 bucks. Mm-hmm. But if a thousand bucks are made and you threw the show, it only costs you 400 bucks. You get to keep all the other the 600. Yeah. Right. All from being a leader. Yeah. This is this is the benefit of being a leader. Whereas the, it's it's benefit of being an employee versus being a boss, being right. an owner versus you know just being an employee. And sometimes you have to take the leadership role so that you can have a better outcome financially, um, because other people are going to have a people are always going to have a hard time paying you what you're worth. Oh yeah, I'm not sure if anyone ever truly truly can. No, you know, like when you really know your worth, you're like, this is cool, but. Yeah. But did you see what I just did? <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? I'm worth more than this dog. Yeah. That's all. Up. You know, like you'll feel that way in the back of your mind. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you kind of have to 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 take some leadership roles, not in everything you do. You know, like we saying, a good mix is good. Some, mm-hmm. some initiatives you just want to be on a team. Right. Some things you want to lead where, you know, you need more control and you want to control the outcomes. But I do think that leadership, you know, it has its benefits, has its, uh, you know. It's, it's price, but it's worth it. Yeah. I mean, it's like for me at my job. Yeah. My boss, like I sit in his office and I, you know, see some of the things that he has to deal with. Yeah. And it's like, I'm cool with just being a team <laughs> member right now. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm cool with me. I will follow you wherever you're going yeah. because what you're dealing with right now on that on that phone call, nah. You're like, I don't want no parts of that. <laughs> I don't want none of that. I don't want to deal with none of that. I understand why you make what you make. Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't want no piece of that. He earning it. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's real as shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but that's very true, especially when you look at just like what people don't understand about fame. Mm-hmm. You know, they look at somebody like, uh, you know, Dave Chappelle. Oh, man, I could do that. That's easy. Right. You know how much Dave Chappelle had to do just to be able to walk the streets without people fucking with him? Oh, yeah. Like how he he had to basically leave, you know, the home of entertainment. Right. He lives in Ohio, bro. Yeah. Like, On a farm. Yeah. And he just walks around the little town. What up, Dave? Yes. What up, Dave? Yeah. You know, it's a sacrifice. Right. Because he's supposed to be living in L.A. Mm-hmm. with all of his other peers. Yeah. And he's like, no, mm-hmm. that's too high of a price to pay yeah. for myself, for my family, my, sanity. my relationship, mm-hmm. my art. I'm going to be out here on this farm, man. <laughs> and when I need to see people, I'm going to fly them out here. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, because I got enough money now. Yeah. But you got it comes with it. Mm-hmm. But he makes more of a shit because he puts his own money up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh that's it. Yeah, man, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I hope people appreciate this one, man. This is, uh, you know, the pr- the price of le- of leadership and rewards. So let me, I'm gonna read them back real quick. All right. This is the price of leadership. The first five. Reason number one, you have to be action oriented. Number two, people will question your intentions. Number three, people will resent you. Number four, you have to set an example. And number five, you got to take the blame, mm. even when it ain't your fault. And now the rewards of leadership, why it's worth it. Number one, control, control your own destiny. Number two, rewarding pride and ownership. Number three, 
you can execute your own vision number four you can empower others and then finally financial benefits word the bag mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying that's it for this week see you next week peace Bruce. thank you for listening to super duty tough work subscribe to the podcast on itunes Follow the podcast on SoundCloud. Peace. Shoot, I got styles already that's more complex than nobody know about. I mean, super duty tough work. Huh?